Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Sorry, That's My Inside Voice. I'm your host, Kat Garcia, and today we're talking about grief. So we're just going to jump in because this is not a fuck around and find out type conversation, <laughs> I guess. But I think grief is going to be a recurring topic on the podcast for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is that grief looks different for everybody. There are always different ways to grieve. There are different things we grieve about, and there's no right or wrong way to grieve. By the way, saying right or wrong way, that is a very difficult sentence to say without totally screwing it up, and I did it twice. I'm very proud of myself. When I'm talking about grief today, I'm not talking about it in terms of necessarily like the death of someone or something necessarily. I'm more talking about the grief that comes with losing the life you thought you were living. All that to say, so the end of August for me is kind of an interesting time. It is the anniversary of my marriage. And yes, for those of you following along, I am divorced. So that's kind of what we're talking about. But I think one of the things that I didn't realize before going through the marriage divorce situation was, was how much grieving comes with that and all the different ways you grieve. So when when I finalized my decision, because getting divorced for me was a multi-step process, and that will probably be covered in multiple episodes over the course of however long I'm doing this, but it was a multi-step process, and it was hard. It was harder, I think, on some levels than I thought it would be, which sounds so naive because it was. I was so naive about the process of getting divorced and what that would look like and the impact that that would have. And, you know, I am at, I'm almost at my two-year anniversary. Thank you, West Wing, for for words like anniversary. Aaron Sorkin, I, lo- I owe a lot of my uh, cadence and word choice to you, so thanks a lot. But we're coming up on two years of official divorce, um, which I feel really good about. It's always a weird thing when people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, it was great. Because ultimately getting divorced was the right choice. And it was the best choice for me and for my cats. (laughs) Um, But there's a lot of grieving that comes along with that process. And... You know, getting to the the one-year anniversary mark, I guess, post-divorce. Because uh, it's, been, it's been four anniversaries since I've spent them with my uh, now ex-husband. Go figure. But this one hit harder. And I don't know. I don't know if it's because it was six years. It would have been six years. I don't know if it was just because... I don't know, Mercury's in retrograde and all sorts of other things. We're in Virgo now, which is my sign. And it's a whole thing. I will ask my 
uh, astrology humans about that. And also ask the therapist what she thinks. But it hit really hard this week. And I didn't realize that that's what was happening. Fortunately, my mom, uh, she knew. <laughs> she was on top of things. Uh, she often is. So that was great. So I got to have company all week, which was really nice. Uh, and I had got to be alone a little bit too while she was here. So it was also a plus. But the the hard thing, the thing that I'm discovering is still hard, is the grief that comes from the life I thought I was going to have. You know, some people, some people have all of that planned out. You know, I went to school. I had friends when I was younger who knew the kind of wedding dress they wanted and where they wanted to get married. I mean, granted, you know, these, these things all change, you know, from when we're small to when we're adults. But I never really had any of that pinned down. The only thing I knew was I wanted to get married in my grandparents' backyard, and God damn it, I did that. And it was beautiful. My wedding, the party was amazing. I had friends and family who helped set up and get everything perfect for that day. And it was. It was wonderful. And I cherish those memories and I cherish those thoughts. And I'm also so sad about the, the way things ended with my marriage. You know, in the beginning of the process, I felt like a failure. I think a lot of people have those feelings and... I think the feeling of failure comes from this expectation that society has that, oh, you know, you get, you get married and then you have babies and blah, like this whole thing, right? It's the narrative that exists out there that, you know, to be, to be whole, to be a productive member of society, blah, 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 you have to do these things. And, you know... <laughs> My, my hardcore feminist soul was like, um, I can do anything I fucking want. And I still can. And it's true. But I, I really thought I found my person. And that, you know, we had life plans and all of these things. And it turns out that we had very different plans. Thank you, Nala, for joining us for today's episode. Everyone was really happy to hear you jump down from the top of that shelf. Do you want to come say hi? Do you want to say hello? You just want to bump the microphone and stretch. Okay. Well, she did pop in. Um, but no, we had apparently very different ideas of what being married looked like and what building a life together looked like. And so this week, for me, I've done a lot of thinking about where I thought my life would be. I've done a lot of thinking about where I thought I would be in my life right now with my partner. And it's very different than where I'm at. Very, very different. And it's hard. And it's also a beautiful reminder that I did a hard thing and I'm happier because of it. But that doesn't mean I don't think about those things, you know. I thought at coming up on 36, 
I would have had a baby by now. At least a ba- one human baby. I've got some furry babies, but, you know, a human baby. Or that I would be almost done with a master's program. Or that we would be moving somewhere. I don't know. Very nebulous thoughts, a lot of them. But I think about that. I think about the things that I thought we'd do together and the things that I looked forward to doing as a family. And sometimes it just kind of hits you. Just out of the blue when you don't expect it. And it's just, it's just my, my heart hurts and it's sad. And the thing I would prefer to do when that happens is to shut down those feelings and hide them away. Or, you know, if I can't do that, isolate myself from my friends and my family and tell those moments were over and I could just carry on as though everything were fine because that's what I do. But that's not being honest with myself. It's not being honest with the people I care about and who care about me. And more importantly, it's not honoring my truth and my, my hard work. And most importantly, it's not honoring my grief. Because grief comes out of loss. And loss looks different. It looks so different. When I'm talking about loss today... It's talking about, it sounds so cheesy, it sounds so cheesy, and I'm going to say it anyways, but it's the loss of a dream. It's the loss of the life you thought you would have, you know, and that, that can be in so many ways. You know, for me, it was the dissolution of my marriage. It was... You know, the, the, the loss of those hopes and dreams that I thought we were building together and we were not. It could be the, the it could be a, there's so many things it could be. It could be a, a diagnosis for a loved one that changes the course of their life and your life. It could be, it could be the loss of a job of, of so many things and you know right now because I'm in it I can't really think of all of the options but that's okay because okay true story true story I almost did not record today I almost didn't record today because it's just hard like this time of year just is hard for multiple reasons but this weekend is hard and part of me wanted to just block it out and just, you know, pretend everything was fine. But it wasn't. And I honored that because the person I was two or three years ago would not have done that. And they would have just shut down or isolated or pretended everything was fine. But it's not. And that's not the person I'm working on becoming. It's not the work that I've been doing in therapy. But grieving for me right now is talking about it. It's talking about the parts of the divorce process that make my heart sad. Um, It's talking about the way my body feels when I start to think about that. 
It's the relief that I feel knowing that that's not the life I'm living anymore. And those are all a part of the process. You know, I said earlier, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. And there's not. And sometimes grieving, missing, being sad about this thing, grieving this loss, grieving can also be coupled with joy, which is a very bizarre feeling. It's a very odd comparison where you have grief on one side, and I've, I've always associated grief with, with loss and sadness. And then you've got joy, which I associate with happiness and um, love and contentment. And so to have those two feelings existing simultaneously in the space that is my brain, in my heart, it's so weird. It's so weird. But in the midst of grieving, I feel joy. I don't think, I don't think I've talked about that a lot, like in my own life. I know I haven't talked about it on the podcast, but it's, it's sadness and it's joy and it's relief and it's sorrow and all of those things in the same moment at the same time and in the same breath. And it's overwhelming, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. You know, I... I think about I think about how different my life would be if I had stayed in that situation, if I had let things continue. And I honestly I think eventually it always was gonna end up where it is right now. But I would be I would be so sad and unfulfilled and I would be exactly where I was three years ago. And I know that in my bones. And it makes me sad because I didn't know that then. You know, we have now it's the it's the burden of knowledge looking back and saying, oh, I should have known. Why didn't I know? No, there's you have to give yourself forgiveness too, guys. Like that's it's okay. You know, I I wanted to talk out loud about this today because it's important I think it's important to talk about grief in all the different ways that it interacts with our lives and I'm going to talk about grief with other people I've I've lists I've lists of people and topics that I want to talk about and I want to share with you because it's important and there are things that are hard to talk about. Look at me. I've been rambling. And, and at the end of the day, grief and grieving go with you. It's not like a start and stop, right? It's not, oh, you start at this line, you pick up this bag, you go to this location, you drop it off, you know, like, like a letter, a dead letter drop. And then, you, you know. You go from there. It's it's not a, oh, here we go. Take it just a little way. Drop it off. Never see it again. No, it goes with you. It moves with you. It changes shape and it changes size. And some days it hurts and some days it doesn't. Some days it's a dull ache in the back of your head. And some days it's right up front to remind you. And I think it serves as a reminder of for me, at least, of 
where I was, the life I was living, and the life I thought I was stuck living. And thinking about it like that allows me to look now and say, look at this life that I'm creating for myself. Look at this life that I have built on my own for myself. Now, let's be clear. When I say on my own, (laughs) I've had friends and family and cats and friends and family. And some cats are more helpful than others. But I did not do it entirely by myself. But I did it on my own. And I still do it on my own. And I know in my bones that it was the right decision. And I would make it again in a heartbeat. And that still makes my heart sad. Because that's not where I thought I would be six years ago walking down the aisle. And... There are definitely positive things that came out of my relationship with my ex-husband. And there are things about it that I will always be grateful for. And I still grieve the life I thought we would have together. And that probably will always exist to some extent. You know? But... If, if that life had continued, I wouldn't be sitting here recording this podcast. I would not have changed jobs to be happier. I, I would not be spending time with people who make me feel seen and appreciated. And I wouldn't feel the joy that I do now. So really, what it comes down to, guys, is grief's a bitch. And we all grieve something. And grief looks different for people. Different scenarios look different for the same person. And grief is okay. And it's not something that we have to hide. And it's not something we have to pretend we're not feeling. And it's not something that we have to feel ashamed about. Because everybody grieves. Some people, you can see it on their face. Sometimes it manifests physically with crying or anguish yelling. There's so many different ways it can manifest. We don't always know when people are grieving. But we all feel grief. It's just we're not all talking about it. And we don't have to. That's the big thing. We don't have to talk about it unless we're comfortable talking about it. Case in point, I am talking about grief in my office full of cats into a microphone that will then get edited and published and downloaded by however many of you decide to listen. Just remember that grief changes and it goes with you and we're all grieving something. You don't have to grieve alone. You're not doing it wrong. There's no timeline on grief and grieving. And it's okay if in your grief you feel joy and happiness. Doors close and windows open 
But really, it's about the life you're living, the choices you're making, and how many animals you've pet today. So, you know, just remember, be kind to yourself. If it's a hard grief day, that's okay. Give yourself grace. It's okay to cancel plans. It's okay to request a rain check. It's okay to say no spoons. I've had to say no spoons many times this week because I had no spoons. Be kind to yourself doesn't just mean don't give yourself a hard time when you're crying. Cry, damn it. It's okay to say I need help. It's okay to say, can you just come over and sit on my couch and we'll watch movies and not talk? That's fine. Do that. Find the things that you need to do to take care of you with the people who know and love you. Grief's always going to be there. It's just a matter of how we respond to it. So with that, the cats and I are going to go. If you are enjoying the podcast, please listen, like, share, subscribe, all the things wherever you're listening. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, uh, accidentally tell new coworkers. did that, that happened to me, but we're really glad that you're listening, even though the cats refuse to say hello, but take care and we'll talk to you all soon. <laughs>